Welcome to the Addiction Connection. We like to believe the opposite of addiction is actually connection, and we are going to attempt to educate you and possibly even entertain you while we navigate all topics addiction. Hi, I'm Dr. Kirk Devine. And I'm Dr. Heather Bell, and we both provide primary care and addiction services. It's our goal to help you learn more about the disease of addiction and its treatments. All right, welcome back. Part two, somehow we stretched the eyes into two weeks. Eyeball number two. Which I'm going to rename it. Let me just say this right off. I hate just the whole eyeball thing. I don't know. Eyes are creepy. Yeah. My roommate in medical school, my first year between like college and med school, she worked in like the the eye place in the cities of Minneapolis, whatever, where they would like harvest oh, yeah. on like cadavers and do the whole researchy well, thing. When I was on RPEP, I was involved in an eye case that was uh, pretty tragic. And I just, ever since then, I'm like, ugh, don't like eyes. Although, yet you were the go to person to get rid of all the copper rings or whatever the heck that was. Or, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, so anyway. so eyeballs. So, <laughs> so we're going to talk that. about eyeball and eyeball color. Now, to be clear. It's uh, not really I, eyeball. It's more like iris color. I know, but I think we have to give the disclosure that I have blue eyes. Very blue eyes. I have green eyes. Yeah, and so this is a bit disturbing to me to to, dis- to talk about. So We're not making any type of statements on anything. We're just <laughs> disclosing <laughs> our eye color, and we are still bringing you this talk despite... It's what like color I, eyes we have. First time I read this, I'm like, what? Right? Okay. But anyway. so where do you want to start? Um, okay. So we have a few articles here. I'm going to start with this one. Um, this was an article from September of 2001 um, out of, I don't even know what journal this was. Science, it was in Whatever. Science Direct. Science Direct. There you go. Yep. So eye color predicting alcohol use. They this, looked at two archival samples. This is actually, yeah, this is actually an old article. This is 20 years old. So... This is something we didn't know about eye color Mm-mm. and alcohol till just in the last year. So uh, we came across this. I guess they kind of just came upon this other thing, this hypothesis from this other thing from 1999 on eye color, a key to human and animal behavior. And so the kind of the hypothesis was that light-eyed individuals would be more likely than dark-eyed individuals to, not my word, abuse alcohol. Yeah, and they looked at a couple different samples. Yeah, one, one sample was uh, fairly large, almost eleven thousand Caucasian male uh, inmates in, in a prison. And sample two, when I first read this, I was like, God, they got these women in eighteen sixty-two. Yeah, these are because they don't have a eight. comma in there. Yeah, they were uh, they were in the mines. Yeah, so yeah. almost nineteen hundred people, Caucasian women, um, who responded to a survey. So a little bit different populations. Um, but in both samples, individuals with light eyes consume significantly more alcohol than individuals with dark eyes, huh. which fit previous findings. But it's the reason why their hypothesis, like their hypothesis, you know, kind of made a statement as to why this might be. It's interesting because they, the previous finding was really that dark-eyed people somehow exhibit kind of more... Um, sensitivity. Yeah, sensitivity to either both medications and and alcohol uh, than light-eyed people. and Thus implying that if you're having greater sensitivity to it, it would be an aversive type, yeah, like a negative consequence. Well, so you would drink, if you drink and you have darker eyes, you would get an effect from it more quickly. That's an adverb. Mm-hmm. Uh, more quickly than a person with lighter eyes. So the assumption is that you would 
drink need to drink less to get the same effect. Right. So you would not develop dependence. Right. That's the thinking. Right. And that light eyed individuals would end up, you know, consuming far more. Yeah. Sorry and, about all the paper noises. Your yeah. Gonna be so just mad at us. So much stuff. The <laughs> and of course eye color is actually partially sex linked. So some of this stuff is on the old X chromosome, and even. You know, where even I you? have a little bit of that. Where, what, where are you seeing the X chromosome linking? That might be something else you have. Oh, so I may have. Oh, you have the rest of the article. I don't. So yeah, go for I do. it. So, but it's it's really pretty interesting because, uh, you know, it's it's interesting because eye color has been linked to lots of other things, right? Not just alcohol intake. It's been linked to perception, reaction time. Clearly, people with blue eyes are quick as a cat. Um, I don't have this article in front of him, me, so I can't necessarily <laughs> say if he's lying or not. <laughs> and, and it's been, but it's been linked to motor skills, personality, and all kinds of things. And um, so it's not just the whole medications and alcohol. Um, it's interesting because eye darkness is actually related to the speed of neurotransmission, they think. So, so it is really a very interesting situation, this whole and eye who would have thought? I did not. <laughs> I... <laughs> I, I did not think. So yeah, so that's all I have there. I was uh -huh. just I just thought that was so interesting that that has actually been linked to all of these other things as well. We need to look into that next just to see. Yeah. yeah. I mean I think if you probably went to sports you know, professional sports teams, probably everybody's like me, they're blue eyed. It's just a thought. Are you like extrapolating that from an article, or does it actually say that? No, it doesn't say that. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just making, making sure y'all don't take that for. Yeah. Okay. I'm so making that stuff up. Okay. The next article um, came out in the American Journal of Medical Genetics, Neuropsychiatric Genetics. So that just sounds really fancy. And this was from April of 2015, and they looked at European Americans and eye color and the the potential indicator of alcohol dependence. Huh. And once again, light-eyed individuals were found to consume more alcohol than dark-eyed individuals, which is kind of a little bit different. But yeah. It was basically an association right. between that, you know, alcohol dependence and blue eye color. But, I mean, they did find odds ratio of 1.83, statistically significant with all the p-values in the right way, that light eye color relative risk factor for then brown eyed color for, or darker eyed color for alcohol use disorder. And because of the genetics, and I'm going to skip the genetics until we get to the other article because they go into a little bit more, but this one looked more at the genetic correlations in the whys. Yeah. And, and they course, did, I'm sorry, I just wanted to say that they did adjust for Age, sex, and I like how they said genetic ancestry. I mean, I think that was already semi-implied with being yeah. in European Americans, but maybe not. And of course, they're just at the. They're really their conclusion was just that, you know, there needs to be more studies on this. This is, you know, not a hard fast thing at the moment. So, uh, all right, okay, this is the big one. I just love this article because it really goes into the the genetics of it and the hows and the whys more than just the assumption kind of things. And this was from 2016. And the article of this actually fully acknowledges at the end that he's light-skinned, light-eyes. Huh. Did you read that thing? There was also something that said that people with blue eyes don't dilate as much to certain medications as other Hmm, like, I didn't. Like in withdrawal, and yeah, it's very interesting. 
So there may be a difference in what their pupils are like uh, as compared to blue and, and dark. But go ahead. You, d- you've got that article and I don't. But. What I think is funny is in his introduction, he talks about how a good physician notes physical features that suggest an increased risk of pathology and gives an example of an obese patient, you know, kind of screening more for like um, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease or diabetes, just kind of going through that. A a person with um, extensive tattoos should be a candidate for hepatitis testing, although I have a lot and have gotten them in all healthy locations. But Yeah, but I'm noticing um, your eyes are yellow. (laughs) But so he's basically saying that, man, if you notice patients with light eyes, you really should be screening them for alcohol dependency. However, I would say everybody should be screened for that. So, but very interesting. And he actually says, is this finding a basis for special scrutiny of blue-eyed patients? I feel so targeted here. (laughs) I know. That's why I'm laughing. Okay. So one kind of genetic thing or one... He starts by saying that eye color is the result of the variation in the number and size of melanin-containing melanosomes, okay? That's what, I mean, we know that about our skin and eye color, Mm. the same thing. And so blue-eyed individuals have fewer melanosomes, thus the lighter colored eye. Does that study also say fewer melanocytes but more brain cells? I know it doesn't actually says it kind of correlates the same way, Um, which I shouldn't say that. So basically short wavelength, visible light, blah, blah, blah. Patients with hazel and green eyes, like myself, have more melanosomes. Therefore, according to this thought, a little bit less risk. But patients with the darker eyes, the brown eyes, have the most melanocytes, just kind of as a thing. When I go get my physical, I'm going to get contacts that make my eyes brown. So I don't get targeted. <laughs> blue eyes, man. What are you drinking? Uh, Nothing. I'm looking at your provider's eye color first before I <laughs> yeah, even that's think right. that's going to be brought up. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and then you know this is this is interesting, and this goes back to like even when I was in took high school genetics and anatomy, how most people are taught that eye color is a single gene trait, and there's a dominant and a recessive gene, yeah. and brown is dominant over blue, and you need two blue recessive genes to get a blue-eyed child, um, which is very interesting because of my four kids, for a long time, four kids had four different color eyes. Like, I had a green-eyed child, a brown-eyed child, a hazel-eyed color child, and a blue-eyed child, but my blue eyes has now become hazel. So, interestingly. Mm. Mm. So, anyway. But the reality this goes on to say is that it's way more complex than that because everything is. What we do know is there's obviously going to be a lot of genes involved, but the OCA2 gene on the chromosome 15 is the one that controls the melanocytes and the eye color the most of all the little other genes. Okay? I'm with you. Okay. So I'm going to try to make it less icky. There are seven other genes that can impact it, which those other genes are kind of more modifiable. They, they kind of take blue eyes and they get their... That's how everybody with blue eyes doesn't have the exact same color blue. Huh. Or everyone with green eyes doesn't have the exact same color green. And same with brown is that they there's these modifiable things. But, of course, <clears throat> the only other thing <coughs> excuse me, that we have in common is that we're all really smart. Exactly. So us light-eyed individuals. Um, anyway, so I'm going to skip. The, he talks about the genetics of alcohol use disorder, which we're going to kind of skip a little bit. Then we go into the alcohol genetics. We know that the ALDH2, that the... the 
I'll call dehydrogenase gene, um, which can lead to kind of that facial flushing in yeah. primarily yeah. patients of East Asian descent have t- tend to have less alcohol intake because, again, of the tolerance and sensitivity. Yep. So that we've kind of put together. Sorry, I'm jumping ahead a lot quickly in this. Um, okay, here's the other genetics. So we know that. I keep saying we know we, because yeah. we do. We all know this. I don't. So I mentioned that the OCAG2 gene is on chromosome 15. And they actually, right next to it, is the the GABRG3 gene, which is one of the GABA genes. Uh. So we're back to the GABA thing we mentioned a little bit in the last podcast. And GABA receptors have been implicated in alcohol tolerance and alcohol dependency. So you're saying the GABA receptors are just sitting right next to your eye color. They are only about 0.2% of the length of chromosome 15 away from each other. Yeah, you could have just said that. Like, hey, these genes are sitting next to each other and then people would have understood. Some are dark washed and some are light. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the genes. Um, and so... Back to the whole, we mentioned this last time that GABA is an inhibitory neurotransmitter, um, which can then impact that alcohol. And that's why it says that pa- patients with such a mutation in GABA might continue to drink when others stop. And so the hypothesis in these studies is that because they're so close together that they get coupled. And uh. it's you could say that about anybody, though. The GABA could be next to a brown eye gene, but that doesn't seem to be the association. But they're saying is that the OCA2 blue-eyed mutation tends to be much more genetically linked to the GABRG3 gene. And because they're so close together that even through generations, there's less separation of that. And they actually say this variant has been maintained in most descendants of the first blue-eyed human. Wow. That, that's actually in here. So Who was that? Interesting? Um, Do we have a name on that first? Kurt Devine the first. <laughs> yeah, the first blue-eyed person. I bet you know, when that happened, they're like, what? I'm, I am going to comment on this last little, well, there's two little last things. It's just, please note that we're not saying that this is an automatic association in every blue-eyed human. There's no single gene for blue eyes. There's no single gene for what he calls alcoholism. So there's a lot of those variants that can that can kind of play in, but this is kind of that genetic linkage that I feel is a little bit more of the background of the argument of this link. Yeah. Rather than just saying, hey, you're going to be more tolerant and you're going to be more sensitive. Well, and I think that in our clinic, I mean, we had a medical student the last couple of weeks. So I was like, I always asked her, you know, what the pupils look like. And she'd be like, oh, I didn't look, you know. But you, when you look at the eyes, you get a lot of information, right, yeah. in our business. Isn't, it, isn't there, like, some corny thing? The eyes are the gateway to the soul. There you go. <laughs> but, you know, what color the sclera? How big's the pupil? What what color are their eyes? Right. And I think all of these things are just hints. They're right. just well, and things to think about. Well, do they have nystagmus? Like, yeah. those do are things. Mis- yep. The final little, like, note he makes in his thing, besides saying he also has blue eyes and lighter skin, is that how culture plays a role. And so is there some at least historical cultural thing? Because I think we're kind of over a lot of cultural connections because, you know, that's just kind of not a thing now. Everyone's everyone's kind of, I don't know 
how to yeah. verb that politically correct. But basically certain cultures just tend to not drink alcohol, whereas others it's more acceptable that we drink all the time. And, yep. and so to kind of take that in mind as well. Yeah. So, yeah. So the bottom line on all of these eye talks is look at people's eyes. Uh, it's not <laughs> all of that. It, it's fancy not, words. Yeah. It's not necessarily, uh, you know, a hundred percent on the things you see, but it, it's helpful. So look at their eyes. Anything else, Dr. Bell? Um, I don't think so. All right. Well, don't know what we're doing for next week, but. Kratom stuff, I thought. Oh, yeah, maybe. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'll chat next week with whatever we decide. This podcast is brought to you by Ars Longa Media. And produced by Dr. Patrick Beeman. And, of course, the music is by Battle Legs on Spotify reach out to us for any type of information or questions, please email us at theaddictionconnectionpodcast at gmail.com. When I was a little boy, I'd play outside with stones and sticks and hang upon your windowsill, wishing we could be. When you were a little girl, you wouldn't see that I exist. My knees would fail, my tongue be still, wishing we would meet. That's how a restless mind begins Stealing, drinking on the curb Forgetting we could be Loneliness is never far You slam the door into my chin How fortunate I've been tonight You finally know me Set them up and shoot them down, we could never be. Set them up and shoot them down, drinking in the moon.